distinct comedy, fresh and original. Florrie and Dotty, written by Janice Fryatt, with Lindsay Evis as Florrie and Janice Fryatt as Dotty. Think on, 20th of May 2021, in Dotty's kitchen. Hey, it's grand to be back in your kitchen, Dotty. It's been ages. Mind your bag on me new quartz composite. What's that when it's at all? New worktops. Gave Bill something to do with his hands in lockdown three. <laughs> we could have a hug now, Dot. It's allowed. Oh, are you all right? Aye. <clears throat> we didn't hug before the pandemic, so why start now? I never thought in our lifetime that the government would be telling us when we can and can't hug folk. Eccles cake? Chorley cake? All the same. I wonder if they are actually from Chorley. Are Eccles for that matter? Well, Yorkshire puddings are definitely from Yorkshire. What about Cornish pasties? Who cares? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you'd have thought it. I think last time I were in your house were October. And now, what? It's 20th of May. Eliza do, little day. Come again? My fair lady. That song where she's mad with Henry Higgins and she sings, Next week on the 20th of May, I pronounce Liza do, little day. Oh, yeah. I've seen that musical. It's a bit weird though. There's two old blokes taking in a young girl and teaching her to speak proper. And these days they'd be had up for kidnapping or grooming or summer. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it is odd. Typical of men to think they know best though. <sighs> they went out wrong with where she spoke before. Well, apart from it being southern, of course. These days she'd be proud of her accent, go get a job in EastEnders, never mind a flower shop. And I've no truck with two old men telling her what to wear and trying to marry her off to a fat foreign prince. Still, it's not that different from folk going on blind date or Love Island to cop off. Only clothes aren't so much of an issue there. Well, even less so on naked attraction. I mean, what's so attractive about a bloke's dingly danglies? <laughs> or a stubbly poo dender? Eh? Seems a strange way to introduce yourself. What happened to shaking hands? <laughs> I wouldn't know where to look, let alone what to shake. Oh, men always know where to look, though. Oh, tell me about it. Being, shall we say, full-chested, I've had that all my life. Back in the day, no man ever looked me in the eye. <laughs> Never mind talk to the hand. It was more like talk to the tips. <laughs> yeah, too right. Mind you, I bet it's not such a problem for you these days, Dot. Nah, once you get to a certain age and a bit of crinkling in the cleavage, you're safe. Mm. It's a relief, really. You can walk past building sites and not a whisper, let alone a whistle. <laughs> uh, mm. I think I'd quite like someone to fancy me. Mm. I want someone other than Mick, I mean. Mind you, I'm not sure even he does these days. Oh. I wonder if there's a cut-off point, you know. A point at which you can no longer be fanciable. I read somewhere it was 55. Surely it depends on the individual. I mean, there are unattractive 20-somethings. Well, I mean, as a general rule, like, they retire female TV newsreaders at around 50. Yeah, not men, though. They go on till they drop. Mm, yeah. Why is it that men with grey hair look distinguished mm. while women are seen as past it? It's just not fair. But it's epidemic. Endemic. Mm. It's same in TV drama. Which reflects life. Or influences it. Mm. Men cast opposite women decades younger than them. 
Even if they're meant to be the same age. But when it's t'other way around, the women are called tigers. <laughs> Cougars. Oh, yeah. I was watching someone on telly last week and there were this woman saying there were no wonder her husband had run off with babysitter because she was just a frumpy, tired, middle-aged mum. She was 37. 37? Blimey, Flo. And I think of us as middle-aged. I know it's our kids that are middle-aged. Although they still behave like teenagers. Jabbering on about adulting. Which basically means making their own beds and paying their bills. At that age, I had a job, a mortgage and a decree nice eye. Now they don't even have babies till the late 30s. You'll be lucky to get grandchildren before you hit 70, Flo. And I'll never have any. <laughs> that was my first thought once I knew how Matt was gay. Mm. Did he come out to you then? I didn't need to. <laughs> Not after it were in the paper that he'd been crowned rear of the year in the gay village. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> were you upset though? No, I was proud of him. If a little jealous of his pert derriere. <laughs> I mean about him being gay. No, of course not. He's my son and I love him. Anyway, I'd worked it out years ago. Oh. <laughs> to be honest, I don't get this coming out to parents. We never came out. But then we're heretical. Heterosexual. <laughs> well, either way. We didn't tell our parents about our sexual pickle <laughs> Give up. <laughs> Hey, we'd have been grounded if we had. <laughs> Speaking of grounded, have you booked a holiday yet? No, I don't fancy going on a plane. Because of Covid? No, because of the Mile Eye Club. <laughs> Mick's got it on his bucket list. Oh no, you'd be hard pressed to have sex in an aeroplane toilet flow. There's barely space to get your knickers to your knees. I set the flush off with me bum every time I moved when we went to Marbella. I think I'll stick to Pontins at Prestatin. Get me adrenaline rush at the bingo. <laughs> I don't know whether we'll get away. But we might go out for a few meals now that you can sit indoors. Ah, there's some good restaurants round here. Mind you, heads up. Last summer, me and Mick went to that posh place on the high street. They serve that Gordon Blue food. <laughs> Cordon Bleu. It's French. Yeah, well, whatever it is, there weren't enough of it. Few blobs of pureed veg, a tiny disc of meat and a pansy. We were starving. <laughs> Had to stop at Chippy on way on. <laughs> and what is it with this French yeah. stuff anyway? What does Cordon Bleu even mean? Blue ribbon. Like the biscuit? Well, that's blue ribboned. But yeah, same thing. It's symbolic of a high honour. I read it in the Reader's Digest. Mm. Then there's French cricket. French windows. French kissing. French exit. What's one of them? When you leave a party or something without saying goodbye. That's rude. Anyway, we've left the French now. Not sure if Boris said goodbye though. <laughs> <laughs> Did you vote for Brexit, Flo? I'm not saying... My vote is sacrilegious. Sacrosanct. If you say so. But it's nice we've got happy English fish now. <laughs> you what? <laughs> Sorry, Flo, got a text. Is everything all right, Dot? Your face has gone all funny. It, it's a scam picture. From our mat. Having a baby. I'm going to be a grandma. 
You have been listening to Florrie and Dottie with Lindsay Evis as Florrie and Janice Fryatt as Dottie. Written by Janice Fryatt, edited and produced by John Fryatt and dedicated to Carolyn Steele, a Spinny Audio production. Our series on comedy writing legends continues as we meet the man behind Britain's favourite grump. I was always very concerned that um, however outrageous and seemingly incredible the plot lines I came up with were, that the key to making them sort of palatable was for the characters to react in a believable way. And so that's really why Victor ended up saying that all the time, was because he couldn't believe it either. We've been sitting down for a bumper chat with one of Britain's most talented writers and the man who created the legendary character Victor Meldrew in the now iconic sitcom One Foot in the Grave. My dad had taken early retirement, so that seemed to be a device that I felt I could use to my advantage. I mean, it was really about someone with a lot of time on their hands who was just very disgruntled with life around him and you know so I could kind of use it as a bit of a a vehicle for my own complaints and moans about litter in particular. Comedy writing legends in conversation with David Renwick. Listen now at distinctnostalgia.com or wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget we've an extra one foot in the grave treat Scroll our feed to find an interview with the wonderful Doreen Mantle, who played Mrs. Warboys. Go to distinctnostalgia.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Distinct Nostalgia is produced by MIM, and if you like what we do, then please consider supporting us on Patreon. Every penny helps us to make even more amazing content just for you. Go to distinctnostalgia.com and click on the donate button.